0: Pitt failed at VT, but Jeff Capel wants respect for the ACC. Let's talk about all of this today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairball, here on a great Tuesday. It's sunny out here in Oakland. It's feeling good, but Pitt's got a game tonight here against Virginia uh, Georgia Tech, rather. But I do want to go back a little bit and just talk about some of the things that I've seen from Pitt over this weekend. Um, and their loss to, to Virginia Tech, and, and everyone's like, well... You know, it's not going to work. You know, these guys aren't going to make it very far or anything. The the sky is falling to some after the loss to Virginia Tech, but it's not. Um, Let's be real, man. We have enough of a, a sample size to know what Pitt is at this point. They're a talented team. They're a decent team. They're not talented enough to sleepwalk through these lower conference games. They can lose those games, but they are a good team. And they've largely been quite a consistent team. So, yeah, um, this is absolutely a team that can learn from that Virginia Tech loss. You know, Blake Kenson getting into foul trouble. They get in, it, it, When their guys get into consistent foul trouble, look at Duke, look at Clemson. This is when Pitt can really struggle because they're not a super deep team, right? It's a good team, but are they a deep team? Not particularly. Not as deep as some other teams in the league. So when a Hidsen gets into foul trouble, when Cubby gets into foul trouble, it just throws off the whole game and it places more of an emphasis on other guys that maybe aren't having great days. Um and, and that's largely kind of what happened in that game, man. You know, it wasn't some mystical thing. Foul trouble and poor defense were a big reason as to why this happened. And Pitt has really struggled consistently to me at getting after it on defense. And I think that's the one big concern I have that I can connect throughout threads and throughout other games. Man, this is a group of guys that are really good offensively, and they made a nice adjustment. They got to the rack. They scored 42 second-half points. Like, the offense was good enough. It wasn't great, but... Let's not act like they weren't good enough. They were good enough to win this game. Um, but what isn't good enough is that consistent defensive effort. Sometimes it's due to dumb fouls. Um, sometimes they have breakdowns and and so this defense has to be more consistent. And that's what could hold back Pitt from making one of those deep runs, right? Uh one of those deep runs into and the deep in March, uh, making a deep run in the ACC tournament. even. That's what can hurt them, is this lack of defensive consistency at times. But let's be real. None of this is consistently a huge issue. And why I say that is because while you have some inconsistent defensive performances, Pitt's offense is able to play at a high level. And more than that, they're also able to really fit in nicely uh, into a group that kind of what – it's kind of what you know what you're going to get. Good offense, pretty good three-point shooting on most nights, and you'll get some gritty rebounding. Uh, It's just a team that knows their role very well. And, and like, what I will say is this. When I think of Pitt at the beginning of the year and last year and before – They were like five fingers that are all spread apart, right? Like you you can spread your hand apart and each of these things does a little different thing in terms of a variable. But when you kind of condense it down to this, when it comes together as one and everyone knows their role and everyone plays together, that's when teams really take that leap. I think that's what's happened with Pitt. I think they're just a team that knows their roles. Fede, Federico knows his role really well. Henson knows his role well. Elliott knows his role well. Everyone knows their roles really well on this team. And so, sounding the alarm after a loss to a team as Virginia Tech that is not that bad, you know, yes, they have their inconsistencies. But this is a team that is talented and can provide different mismatch qualities that can give Pitt trouble. But if Blake Henson doesn't get fouled out and doesn't make some – uncharacteristically boneheaded plays at times in this game, Pitt's going to walk away with this one and a win. If they met Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, I believe that Pitt would win this game again. It doesn't hurt their tournament resume that much. Yes, it's a quad one opportunity that they lost. Okay. But it's not going to drop them much, and it's not like they're suddenly – on the bubble again, right? They're on the 10 seed line. I mean, sure, they're maybe closer to the bubble, but are they on the bubble right now? Probably not. And and I've talked about this. You know, if there was one game I would want them to lose, it would be this one, because you don't sacrifice your high 1A win in Miami, so you don't sacrifice that opportunity, and you don't lose a quad three or a quad four game. It's a quad one game on the road against a team that has been really good at home in recent years, including this one. So, Let's not kind of downplay that fact. It's hard to win on the road in the ACC, man. It really is. Pitt's been really good there, but they were due for a stinker. They were due for a bad game. That's what this was. And and really, Pitt is not going to be much worse for wear um, because of this loss. In fact, I think they can learn some valuable lessons from that. Uh, Heading into Georgia Tech, heading into Notre Dame, Syracuse, right? This critical three stretch. Because what are the tournament implications of this coming out of this? Well, The implications are Pitt is in if they win the next three games. I've largely said that. I think that they have played themselves into the tournament already. I think what needs to happen for them to kind of take that leap up is let's make that team Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A solid resume. Let's make that team one with little blemishes other than what they have already, and you get it. And I think what that entails is largely winning the next three games. And if you win the next three games, I think you're in. And and I just, I just think you're a lock at that point because there's not much to hurt you at that point. And then you're just playing for seed lines. So I think that, you know, this game against Georgia Tech is probably the most critical of their games because this would be a quad four loss at home. So this would be a a devastating loss for them if they lost here at Georgia Tech. Um, Georgia Tech's been playing better recently. You know, they they brought Wake uh, to their knees and nearly beat them um, on the road at at Wake Forest. Um, They played well recently. But Pitt is a better team. Pitt is a more talented team. If you look at the analytics right now, Pitt's favorite to win this game by 14. That's not the betting line. FanDuel has them, I think, a 10.5. But 14 is the expectation here with Pitt at home and what they play with. This has to be a bounce back day. Pitt has to play well. Pitt has to play up to the level they know they can. If they do, I think they'll pretty much walk through this game fairly easily. Georgia Tech, not a very good team um, at all. And Pitt should win this one. Um, I really do believe that. This should be one that you feel very comfortable with if you are Pitt. But Jeff Capel wants more respect for the ACC. Let's talk about this, and let's talk about kind of his comments. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Built Bar, because, folks, if you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar, folks. Listen. Belt is healthy. That's actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think that they're good for you, but they're perfect for anyone's diet that wants to get healthy. You don't have to compromise taste for health. What makes Bilt bars so good? They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's 100% real chocolate, and there's flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and so much more. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining the amazing health benefits you could want only 130 calories and four grams of sugar while having a whopping 17 grams of protein and folks, you don't need to wait around to get a box anymore. Yes, you can go to built.com and order a box for yourself, but you can also go to the local Walmart or Sam's club built bar. All right. There you can pick up a four bar box at Walmart cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs, or 13 bar box at Sam's club, Sam's club brownie batter or churro. You can thank me later on those once folks make sure to check out built.com for more information on built bar all right well let's talk now about jeff Capel's comments here uh, this made the waves not just in the pit fandom but certainly around the basketball world it be just because the acc is such a sore point for all the acc schools and it's a laughing point for a lot of the other schools right You heard Eric Stevenson of West Virginia last week say that he believes that West Virginia um, could legitimately go and win the ACC by five games. Now, that's hyperbole probably, and they definitely wouldn't win by five games, but could they appear near the top of the rankings? Yes. Um, That's not crazy to me to think uh, that you could have had that happen. Um, But so we look at um, the ACC now. And I just want to read you some of these comments that Jeff Capel kind of read. And I think on one point, he's very correct. And then I think on another, he's very wrong. And... I get that the ACC disrespect is rampant, but here's these comments. Here's what he says. We were at Virginia Tech the night before. I'm watching our own network, and one of the first questions that comes up is, is it perception or reality that the ACC is down? I never see that on the Big Ten Network. I watch the Big Ten Network a lot because one of my best friends, coaches in that league, so I'm watching them. They're always – Always pumping up the Big Ten. Always. I think it's a really good league, but I think ours is too. I wish the people that represent us would have respect, pump up our league, and be positive instead of looking at negative things. All right. So let me kind of dive into those comments. First of all, I think he's very right on the pop-up part. Um, The ACC network does not do a great job of pumping up not just you know schools like Pitt but just a lot of their schools like is the ACC down is a question again it's a topic of conversation but the ACC network is owned by the rights deal it is a tool of the conference as a public relations entity in lots of ways you should not be asking that question I don't care if your answer is to even say no and it was largely by the way to say no to that but don't even ask the question. Jeff Capel's right about that. Why are you, the ACC Network, asking if the ACC is down? You shouldn't be doing that. What you should be doing as the ACC Network is, these are our teams. These are our teams, and this is what we're doing. Talk about the Big Ten ACC Challenge and how you really smoked them um, in that. Talk about some of your big wins. Talk about your guys um, and, and continuing to um, – like basically continuing to just highlight the entities that be in the ACC. Pump up NC State. Pump up Pitt. Pump up Clemson. I know they lost to Louisville, but pump them up. Like get your team's respect. And if they're not, you know, UNC and Duke, I get it. But you got to pump up the teams that are doing well. And I do agree with Jeff Cape on a lot of factors that it doesn't feel like the ACC network does it as well as the SEC network, the Big Ten network or any of those other networks. Uh, it just feel like that they don't do it well enough. However, there's also the fact that when you look at this league, it is down. And people kind of come back at me all the time, well, we could have three ACC teams in the Elite Eight. That's true. You could have that. But I don't think that's the argument this year. Like, yes, the true, true top isn't there. They don't have a number one overall UNC or number one overall Duke. And that's part of it, by the way. It is the Duke-UNC bias. They're not as good this year. Duke's a decent team, but not a great team. And UNC might miss the tournament. This is absolutely part of it. I agree with people that say it's down. And it's not because of the top. Miami's a really good team. I think Miami is the best team in the ACC. I think they're a legitimate contender to go to the eight, uh, Final Four. I'm a huge fan of Miami's team. I think Pitt can make a deep run. Um, I think, as you said, has three point shooting to do that. Um, I think that Duke, as as talented as they are, still can do whatever they want. Virginia's a little overrated to me, but I think they're solid. But it's the rest of the league. Um, no one has a bottom five like Pitt in terms of those power six. Who has a bottom five like Pitt? You know, Florida State's really bad. Notre Dame's really bad. Georgia Tech's really bad. Louisville is a travesty. Um, there's just so many bad teams at the end. In the middle, of the pack isn't as strong as these other groups, right? So, to me, that's where kind of the down year comes in. It's not that the top is bad because the top is good, and Pitt, by the way, has proven themselves against the top, and that's why I think Pitt's very, very in a, is in a very nice position. Um, I, I think it's the rest of the league that is just like, okay. And the rest of these conferences are so deep and, and are so talented and have won quality non-conference games when the ACC played a lot of quad one teams out of non-conference and lost a lot of them. And, and so, yes, is it a down year in the ACC? It is a down year. It's not as good as past years in the ACC. It also doesn't diminish anything the top five are doing, though. And I think that's a distinction that people maybe don't get. Um, when you're saying it's a down ACC, well, you're you're knocking Pitt. You're knocking these other teams. Well, no. The top five of the ACC is pretty good. Um, and we could see, I think, some of these ACC teams make good runs in the NCAA tournament. I just don't think the depth is there, and I think that's why it's a down year. It's just an easier schedule than most conference uh, power conference teams will face this year. But Pitt's still a really good team. Uh, I think that you look at that specifically. Um, and so yeah, I, I largely think that Pitt at this point is there. Um I, I don't think they're going to take a super leap and, and ever be considered elite this year. Um I, I just it's tough unless they, you know, make a run, but that's why it's partially looked at as it is, and I get it. Um, but it doesn't diminish what Pitt did, and, and so, you know, the ACC can be down this year, and still, Pitt can be having a great year, and I think that's what we need to understand. Um, even if teams make deep runs in the NCAA tournament, it doesn't necessarily absolve the ACC from being what it is. And I I think that you know it could be a five it could be a five bid league man like that's legit. But the top five right now are good. Um, they're good teams. So you know it's 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 a conference that only has one team on the top four seed lines that were just revealed. And you know uh, the the powers that be are not out to disparage Pitt this year. They aren't. Um, and and I have thoughts on net rating and everything. And you know I'm I'm not totally bought in on that but what i am totally bought in on to me is that the acc is like just from the eye test to me too acc ain't that good this year man like there's not a lot of good basketball being played this year but the top five to me are pretty solid teams um i like the top five Uh, I, i like that fact um that i think they have a legit top five and Pitt in particular has a a team that they should be very proud of and so, Jeff Capel, you know, I understand wanting to get respect because it just makes Pitt – if this if this ACC was good and Pitt was, you know, 12-3 and 3 or 12-4 or whatever, they'd be in the tournament lock, locked in already. So, I get it. Um, makes everything a little bit more tenuous. But also, living in reality, I, I think we can – at least I can say this um, from my view of the games I've watched, that it, it is a down year in the ACC, but it doesn't mean Pitt's not having a good year. And I think that – is very much the uh, the biggest thing, is that you have to consider that fact. That just because everyone says the ACC is down doesn't mean that Pitt and other teams that are at the top of the ACC aren't having good years. They are. And Pitt has quality wins to back it up. That Northwestern win looks awesome, and they've been really good against the top of the ACC as respected. They've been very good against the top of the ACC. They beat Virginia. They beat Miami. They beat NC State. So, yeah, this is a team to me that has taken its opportunities and really done everything it could with them. So Pitt's done a phenomenal job uh, this year, and they should be in the tournament if they win their next three. Um, I just don't want to – if I were Pitt, I wouldn't want to test it because then you're playing with house money, you're playing with seed lines. I would like to go into Greensboro, not sweating where I would be in the ACC tournament uh, if if I lost in the first round or anything like that. Um, So I I think – you know, you could probably lose one of the games um, on the th- on the Q3 line. Um, but after Clemson lost to Louisville, that is a quad three loss now at home, unfortunately. So they have one quad three and one quad four. Um, so just keeping it at that and picking up another quad one win in Miami would be also be house money. Um, it feels like Pitt's done a nice job of when playing with house money, kind of capitalizing on it. So it's possible. Um, but this really is right now. A team that's consistent, a team that's good, and a team that consistently has proven that they're ready to step up to the task. And so they got to do one final thing. And that one final thing right now is win the next three games and you're locked. No drama. Win the next three games, you're going to be favored in all three of them. If you win them, you're a stone-cold lock. You'll make the tournament. Um, Just get rid of any doubt. That's what I would be. Get rid of any doubt. Take these next three one at a time. Knock the first one out against Georgia Tech tonight. They should win this one. They continue to do that. They'll be in the tournament. They'll be dancing on Selection Sunday. All right, everybody. As always, thank you for listening to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Back tomorrow, and as always, we end it here. Hail to Pit.